Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. I hope you guys are doing great. I don't know about y'all, but whew, it is that time of year. We just got through Easter, our Easter event, um, and a few other things, and we have a conference next week at Watermark Church. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then we've got a special needs prom right after that. And then we are clear for a few weeks. And then we got summer activities. But guys, it is that time of year and it is crazy. But I feel like I'm firing on all four cylinders and I am ready to go. I hope you guys are doing good as well. So today I wanted to talk uh, about some something that, that popped up recently um, in a conversation I had with several other kids pastors. Uh, but before that, let's get into um, today's shout out. Today's shout out is going to go to Kids Bible Experience. That is um, the ministry. Uh, it's a ministry I'm a part of, and they use the Bible app, you know, the, the Bible app, version Bible app, but they create content for students, and the age range is like 9 to 13. I've shouted them out before, um, but I want to continue to do that because the content they create is very, very good. They are very serious. They're very legit. It is not like basic watered-down stuff. They actually have like a theologian sit there and analyze all of your um, submissions to make sure that they are biblically accurate and correct, and they post it with intentions to drive students to the church, to a community. So it is a very, very good um, way for uh, students who are, you know, maybe not as engaged outside of their weekly uh, attendance to get engaged, right? It's shot like Snapchat style, vertical, two minutes or, or less, like to grab their attention and to teach them gospel truths. So go check out Kids Bible Experience. It's on the Version Bible app. If you go on the homepage and scroll all the way down, you can check out today's. Um, but I'll have some more information linked in that down below as well. Um, and today's story is going to come out from that as well. I'm just going to kind of tell it as we go. But basically, I had a meeting with, uh, it, it was the network of Kids Bible Experience, um, and it was several pastors. Um, and, and the leader of this, who, amazing shout out, uh, Matt Gorman. Uh, but he was uh, talking, and he, he brought up questions about engaging parents. Um, and his question was, like, basically, how do parents in your ministry gauge the spiritual growth of their students? And I think we talked about this a little bit. Um, a few weeks ago on a nugget, but I wanted to dive into it um, full and deep. Um, and, and this was something that, that that stood out to me because recently we've been talking uh, with parents and, and we've had a baptism class recently, um, but uh, my, the kids pastor, right, the below me, the kindergarten through third, um, has, has had many experiences where a parent comes up and says like, hey, can you talk to my kid about baptism? And he's like, I mean, I can, and it's kind of like my job, but the reality is you as the parent should be having this conversation, not me. And so um, this kind of all spurred a lot of ideas. Um, and so for today, I wanted to talk about how we can create a culture of responsibility for parents. That sounds like, ooh, big and blah, but whatever. But the main point is how can we create a culture where parents are just as responsible or more, which they should be, for their students' spiritual growth than we are? You see, we live in a world where um, parents drop their kids off at school and a teacher teaches them, and then they drop their kids at sports, and a coach coaches them, um, and then, you know, any other thing, you know, a band teacher teaches them how to do scales and, and notes and all of that. We live in a world where a parent drops a student off, 
and somebody else does something for them. And so uh, for us, I think the same mentality happens quite often for parents where they think, I'm, you know, a teacher teaches my kid, a coach coaches my kid, a pastor pastors my kid, and it is their job. And the reality is um, that that is not true. I, this is like one of my core beliefs. If you've been listening to me to any point, it's like, no, this is the parent's job. Um, and we are here to uh, instill some foundations to be support and to love on the families. So first, if we're not loving on the families, we're not doing our job. But second, if the families are not um, pastoring the children, then there's no way that we can expect lasting um, spiritual effects from the one, maybe two hours a week we get with them, right? We get, you know, uh, Sunday and maybe Wednesday, if you have Wednesdays and maybe, you know, if they're there, right? an hour or two hours a day maybe if they go on camp you know we get a few days with them as well and that's an extra bonus and we love that uh, but the reality is they have a lot more i've been thinking about an analogy um for this and this is going to go into point number one but uh, number one to create a culture of responsibility so we have to help them see their role as the primary spiritual developer okay so um i did some quick math here um and so uh the analogy uh, i want to put out to communicate to his parents um is a jar and jar analogies are great right there's there's a i think orange does the weeks analogy right where they show you how many weeks you have in a kid's life with marbles um but for me uh there's a if we had a jar um we would have 120 pennies let's say pennies in this jar right um, that's how much time we would get a week with a student. Now, if you really think about it, we don't get that much time either because um, I have 30 students in my uh, second service, uh, and, you know, I run 60 students a week, um, and then, you know, 40 more on Wednesday, right? I'm not getting that full 120 with each one. I might get one or two with each student if I'm lucky, um, but, you know, for, for, the, for the idea, we got 120 pennies in this, um, and a parent... Um, a parent gets, and, and I even subtracted out school and sleep and so on average a few hours a day, they get 2,664 minutes, right? If they're at school eight hours and they're sleeping eight hours, right, um, then they've got those eight hours with their students. Um, and, and so, doing the math, we get 4.5% of the time a parent does. And so we cannot be expected to develop a student spiritually enough for them to have a confident faith in that 4.5% of time that a parent gets. So think of ways that you can communicate that with parents in a loving and caring and gospel-centered way. I hope to have a class maybe uh, late summer or early fall next year that kind of communicates that, especially for the new parents that are coming in with rising third graders. It's like, hey, you've got this. I've got this. I can't do what I need with this, and that is your role. And so um, help them see their role, however you do that. Maybe that's just communicating and talking, or maybe that's um, showing the impact or finding a family that does it well and having them do it. Um, the reality is, um, and I heard this from Corey Jones, my executive pastor, a, f- a few days ago as well, as he said, anytime you can get a family to show something instead of just you talking about it, you will have way more success, right? Because I can say, oh, you should spend every night doing a devotional. A parent will think, yeah, easy for you to say as the pastor. But when they see a, uh, a family doing a family devotional every night, they're like, oh, if so-and-so can do it, you know what? 
I might could do it as well. So help them see the role as the primary spiritual developer because uh, without that, then they won't you know, feel the need to do it. Um, number two is if we want them to have the role as primary spiritual developer, we as the pastors of their kids, and ultimately I, 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 I tend towards the, the thing that I'm a preteen family pastor and not a preteen pastor. Um, but uh, like our goal should be to minister to the families as much as we are ministering to the kids. And so what that looks like is we give them weekly resources. We give them resources to succeed. Um, I said weekly. It doesn't necessarily have to be weekly, but give them resources to succeed. What does that look like? One, it does look like weekly materials. I do a weekly parent recap. Um, it's a minute and a half to two minutes. I try to keep it very short, and I post it on social media, right, so that they literally, as they're scrolling, see it and have the opportunity, if they care, to watch it. And it's short, it's sweet, it's simple. Here's what your kids learned yesterday. Here's a conversation topic. Here's some announcements to keep you um you know, going. Um, so give them a weekly resource and update. Um, we've kind of strayed away from like, you know, a weekly uh, news card or newsletter or whatever. We do a big monthly newsletter for all of our next gen um, teams, right? Birth through 12th grade. Um, but we don't do like weekly handouts uh, because it just feels like most of the time I feel like a parent would get it and throw it right away before they left the building. And I'm like, okay, cool. So for me, it felt like we were just giving parents an extra piece of trash to throw away as they walked out. Um, and that's not our goal. And so I gave them this as an opportunity. Um, and then uh, I'm working on creating a social media team because here's the reality, guys. I'm really bad at social media. I'm very, 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 very bad at social media. That's just never been my thing. It never really clicked. Uh, I never posted a ton. And so for me, it's just not natural. But I'm feeling my weaknesses and creating a social media team to, to post some additional resources um, for the weekly um, social media. We just got our Instagram back up and running. And so, you know, I just want to post little like snippets, quotes, ideas, things for the families to do, just little things that a parent can uh, draw from, right? Our goal is to create um, tools for parents to use. And something I like to tell my parents a lot is that, hey, this is a tool for you to utilize if you want. It is not a to-do list because we know parents already have enough to do. You're doing laundry, you're doing dishes, you're getting school, you're doing homework, you're dropping kids off, you're taking them to sports, etc. I don't want to know a to-do list, but I want a parent to think, hey, I want to utilize my time as best as I can. And if I'm on my way to soccer practice with my student, why not talk about the gospel? Another idea I want to work on is a parent podcast because, you know, unlike social media, I do enjoy doing podcasts, if you haven't noticed. Um, so doing something like that, like a two to three minute on the way to school devotional with your family, I think that would be cool. I might get that in the works and we might talk about that later. Um, but also provide them like resources for them to grow. I'm talking about like books um, and and podcasts and, um, you know, articles and stuff like that. Uh, I have a running uh, – running list of uh, resources to pull from for parents if they ever need anything. Um, I had a student the other day who was dealing with some pretty serious bullying, um, and I had this, this master sheet of resources, and I said, cool, here's a podcast for you to listen to, here's a book I would recommend, um, and here's this, this, and this. Um, and from far as I can tell, it went well, right? So have resources ready to go, okay, um, and ready to aid parents in. And then also uh, Orange has some great uh, grade 
level curriculum, as in like every grade there's a, a book for a parent to read to prepare for that grade, and that stuff is really great. It's super easy to read um, and super simple, so I'll link that down below as well if you want to check that out. Uh, but give them resources to grow, give them classes to grow, give them things to do um, to help them grow, etc., um, and allow them to experience all of that. Uh, so this podcast is actually a little bit longer than I intended. So we are going to split this one in half for you guys today. Um, come back next week and you guys are going to get the second half of this podcast on how we can create a culture of responsibility in the lives of parents so that they own that faith. Uh, let's summarize real quick the two things we went over today. First, we want to make sure that we help them see the role as the primary spiritual developer in their house, right? Um, we get 120 minutes. They get 2,664 minutes. Uh, we get 4.5% of the time that they do with their students. So we cannot make a lasting impact um, without their help. Number two is give them resources that they need. Uh, give them weekly updates. Give them conversation topics. Give them uh, books for them to grow in as uh, parents and as uh, spiritual developers. Give them ideas and all sorts of things like that. Um, and guide them so that they can really, really dive in with their students and um, help them grow. Keep them um, ready and able um, and not, you know whirling by the sheet of their pants trying to get things together. But um, give them resources, have them prepared, and help them to dive in with their students. Now, we've got a few more points for next week, so you guys uh, stick around for next week, and I will see y'all then. Bye.